Privacy boys in the house. Check. All right, let's do this thing. Happy to be here. He's out and down. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! It's great to have you. We are, uh, we are, we are lucky to have a, uh, a special guest here, the Magic Eight Ball, filled with answers, but only to very specific questions. Like, is space black? Is space black? Um, Outlook good. <laughs> Magic Eight Ball's like a like a really confident drunk person. Will give you like really confident answers, but is, doesn't make any sense. Is the sky actually blue? Yes, definitely. <laughs> it's not. It's because it's because the sun's rays reflect and only and the blue and the blue stretches longest that reaches the to reaches the atmosphere making it seem to us blue so it's not actually sky's not actually blue yeah it's actually black hot take <laughs> it's so, actually blue. so how do you feel about disagreeing with the magic eight ball um good you feel like you your opinions are uh are equally as uh, as worthy as the Magic Eight Balls. Yeah. Yeah, because you know the Magic Eight Ball is not actually magic. <laughs> like they, Magic Eight Ball has called itself the Magic Eight Ball, but I think there's really just like a, a a die in there, like a dice that has like a whole bunch of stuff written on it, and then it's just random of like what comes up. Because, like, sometimes it's actually wrong. Like, when you said, is the sky actually blue? And I said, yes, definitely. It's actually black. That's right. That's right. So Magic 8-Ball. Magic 8-Ball, are you ever wrong? Oh, that's a good one. Now spin. Okay. Tell it out. Without a doubt. I, listen, I appreciate the Magic 8-Ball being able to admit that sometimes it does not, that it, sometimes that it makes mistakes. I appreciate that. That's a hard thing to do, Magic 8-Ball. And it's actually, it's a good season for that because tomorrow is Yom Kippur, where yeah. we, we admit our mistakes. So, you know, 
Magic 8-Ball, you are doing your own form of self-reflection right now in the season. Admitting your mistakes. <laughs> are you found... Wait, wait, wait. I got the last thing. Okay. Are you going to be in trouble or on temple? Okay, Magic 8-Ball, are you going to temple on Yom Kippur? Ask again later. <laughs> okay. Is it later? I think yeah. it's later. Magic 8-Ball, you're not getting away that easy. Are you going to temple on Yom Kippur? Outlook not so good. <laughs> Listen, the Magic 8-Ball is very sensitive toward uh, coronavirus restrictions. Yeah. So it doesn't, Magic 8-Ball doesn't... It said... It said, it said you are going to go to the Northern Lights after they make a vaccine and after we get the shot. So. Yeah, because we haven't forgotten. Or, or a pill. There might be a. They might not. They might. Like. They might only have the sources to make a pill. So they'll. They oh. might just make a pill. Interesting. What would be the, like, what if they made a cream? <laughs> like, you, you want the vaccine. It's like, okay, you have this cream. You have to, like, rub it into your arm every night. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't intending that to be a joke, but, you know, I, sure. It's, it's just a little funny. It is a little funny. What would be, like, the worst way that they would have to, like, administer the coronavirus vaccine would be the worst way yeah I'll, I'll tell you every single day for the rest of your life you'll you'll have to take a pill for for every single meal oh my gosh yes that would be the worst that would be so annoying like you'll have no flavor there'll be no flavor i i and you'll be so so thin Oh my gosh, that would be super annoying. And then you'd have to like get like thousands and thousands of pills. That would be the worst thing. And then we'd have to set timers in our phone to help us remember. And then constantly our phones would be ringing with timers. <laughs> like, take the coronavirus vaccine, take the coronavirus vaccine. <laughs> and I was thinking if they had like a shot that went into your eye. That that also wouldn't be good, <laughs> but but I think mine is worse. More annoying, yeah, because <laughs> mine would be one and done, but yours would be like every day for the rest of your life. Like we would just be <laughs> eating pills for every single meal. It'd be so like, annoying. No, there's like no taste with pills, and you you'll have to stare at the exact same thing every single day. Maybe they would put like funny cartoons on the pills though, like they yeah. do on cereal boxes. <laughs> that would be fun. Be like, help Fred the Frog take his coronavirus vaccine. Here's a maze to like get you to the end. <laughs> I don't know if they would ever do that, but I think that would be silly. Yeah, that would what be would be the best movie. way for them to administer the coronavirus vaccine? Uh, I would say a little, a little paste, a little, just a little, like one of those. One of those things that Sadie gets, like those little, those little round thingies that that have taste. 
A gummy? Yeah, a little gum. Oh, no, no, no. A I cookie? No, it would be like... Well, the best way would be like something that has... That's very yum and has a lot of flavor. Pizza. Yeah. A coronavirus vaccine pizza. <laughs> they, they'd open up a pizza store and they'd say everyone has to come here and order a coronavirus vaccine topping pizza. And it would just be delicious. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Because you get the vaccine and a slice of pizza at the same time. Mm-hmm. A whole a whole pizza pie. A whole pizza pie for the whole family. Like if you have a family, then you need to get a pizza pie. Yeah. What if you don't like pizza though? Maybe that wouldn't be so good. Everybody likes lemonade. Ooh. Does everybody like lemonade? I don't know. I feel because I. I think maybe somebody's allergic to lemonade. I think a lot of people like lemonade. But I think anytime you say everyone likes something, you're always gonna find one person most. who's like, right, yeah. Magic Eight Ball. I mean, like most. Do you like lemonade? My reply is no. Magic Eight Ball does not. See, this is what I'm saying. Magic Eight Ball doesn't like lemonade. Maybe it's me. Can I tell you why? Why? Maybe, maybe it's a little extra, so so to keep it from. For, for you to unscrew it. Oh, so you're saying if it had lemonade, it would it would mess up the electricity? Yeah. Could be. Magic 8 Ball's just, uh, it has a self-preservation. Ask, ask Magic 8 Ball if everything is 50-50. This <laughs> <laughs> is my, this is one of my famous hot takes. Everything in life is 50-50. Magic 8 Ball, do you agree that everything in life is 50-50? Better not tell you now. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's a new one. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a little threatening, don't you think? Like, better not tell you now. Like, or else what? Like, what else, What are you going to do? <laughs> it's like magic. You can't do it that hard, Magic 8-Ball. We'll have to ask you one more time. Uh-huh. Is everything in life 50-50, Magic 8-Ball? Uh, it is certain. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Here's my here's what I'm saying. Either either when you think about things, this is the take. When you think about things, either it'll happen or it won't happen. So, so it's re- just fifty. It's just fifty fifty. So every day is life is just fifty fifty. That's what I'm saying. That's that that's my take. Yeah, I agree with you. Magic eight ball. Well, yeah. What I've noticed with you, Sonny, is that you agree with me. And I like this about you. Don't get me wrong. I really like this about you. You initially agree with my take, but then over time you think about it and you develop your own opinion. And then you either say, you know what? I do agree with you or you disagree with me. So I know that just because you agree with me today doesn't mean you're going to agree with me tomorrow. I don't say, I didn't say every day. That's true. You, you you did save yourself on that. Um, okay, I developed um, a game for today for what? today's uh, podcast. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. 
It is a very special choose-your-own-adventure story. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's the, is that the reaction that I was hoping for? Not sure, but... Well, I hope it's... I, well, okay, let's hear it. Well, uh, no, to tell me your feelings about choose-your-own-adventure. We can talk but, for a minute before we start. But I like it that a lot, like... But... But I don't like staring at that paper. Okay. I can hide the paper over here okay. so you don't see right. it. Thanks. You're welcome. Sorry that the paper's not aesthetically pleasing for you. Okay. <laughs> it's like I'm staring at words of Baker, Massachusetts. Like, seriously. Baker, Massachusetts? The governor? That's our governor, Charlie Baker. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, all right. So here's how the game, here's how the game works. Okay, I wrote a story last night in my head. I was using my imagination. And I figured that at certain points in the story, I will ask you to make a decision for the main character in the story. And depending on your decision, that's the direction that the story will go. Um, I only have one rule at this time. Um, my rule is when you make a decision... You have to explain to me why you made that decision. Yeah. Because that's what's fun about it. Like, I like to yeah. hear your reasoning. You have a lot of reasons for things, and yeah. I like to hear that. Okay? And that's it. And the other rule, I guess, is uh, have fun with it. You know? Feel free to explore the space. Um, okay. So this is a choose-your-own-adventure. Um, also, feel free to uh, use the Magic 8-Ball if you want. You know? Because Magic 8-Ball can, uh, you know, help advise you. On, on the decision? Well, well, there's probably not yes or no questions because, like, it's like, what should he do? That's true. Not yes. That makes no sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you'll see, you'll see how it goes. Okay. So this is a story. Choose your own adventure. Okay, this is a story of a boy who lives in a town far away called Yehupitzville, Poland. This boy... Oh, I, I had to tell you something. Yes. I had a dream that there was an actual place that told him he could sell Poland. Wow. Well, then you're, you're, on, to, you're on to this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe your dream mirrored this uh, this adventure story. We'll find out. And it was in the story. It was the day before Yom Kippur, one of the holiest days on the Jewish calendar. That that also happened on to my on my dream. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a sunny day. In Yehupitzville. And the boy had just finished a very rousing game of blowing bubbles. Okay. And it was almost lunchtime. And he went to his treehouse to think a little bit about what he was going to do for the rest of the day before lunch. When he heard a voice. And the voice was that of his mother. And his mother said, 
Oh, little boy. Pause the story. We need a name for the little boy. What should it, what should his name be? You can decide his name. Yona. Yona. Okay. Jonah. Can I call him Jonah? Yeah. Okay. Jonah, would you like cream cheese sandwiches for lunch or salmon? First decision of the story. Should Jonah have a cream cheese sandwich or salmon? Salmon. Can I tell you why? Yeah. It's healthier than cream cheese sandwich. Oh. I happen to agree with that. I think salmon is healthier. It's got more protein in it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I would like to have salmon, said Jonah. So Jonah tells his mom that he wants to have salmon, and he starts thinking about the salmon that he's going to have. When suddenly, out of the corner of his eye, he sees in the woods near the treehouse a figure moving a little bit in the darkness, but a little bit in the sunlight. And first he thinks that it's a bird. But then it's it's a really large figure. So it could it be a bird, he thinks. He's never seen a bird that large before. And then it looks like a man. Because it's six feet tall and walking like a person. So he thinks maybe it's his grandfather who's coming to visit him in the woods. But then he sees wings, really large wings. And he thinks, wait, it's a bird. And he thinks it's a man. And then he sees for real that it's a bird man. A man that has wings like a bird. He's never seen such a thing before. Second decision. Should he approach the bird man? Or should he not approach the bird man? Well, I think... He should not. He should tell his mom about it. And and also tell his dad. So the boy up in his treehouse thinks, I should tell my parents about this. This is a very weird occurrence. Very rare. Very unique. Maybe we should get some scientists <laughs> yeah. to investigate this new creature of this bird man. And so... He runs to go tell his parents. And he runs inside the house and he tells his mom. And he tells his dad. And his mom says, okay, eat your salmon. And his dad says, let's call animal control. But the boy's still unsatisfied with the whole thing because animal control doesn't come right away. And the boy wants to know what is the story with the birdman thinks and he thinks and he thinks and he says oh you know who might know this my friend pause for the cause what's his friend's name you can decide your mm. husband's from Yohuppetsville? Yeah. so jonah calls up his friend on the phone first he actually sends him a text so he texts you from Yohuppetsville and he says hey can you talk now and you says yes i can talk and then they get on the phone, and he tell and Jonah explains to Yehuppet that he saw a birdman by his treehouse. Our treehouse, says Yehuppet. Our treehouse, the one that that we play pirate ship in. Yes, says Jonah. 
there was a Birdman. What is a Birdman? Well, I kept, I keep telling you, says Jonah, it's a man with wings like a bird. But Yohokas does not believe Jonah because he has never seen, he has never seen Birdman before. So Jonah invites Yohokas to come over to his house to see the Birdman for himself. And so Yohokas asks his parents, and they say yes. And an hour later, there they are, Jonah and Yohokas, in the treehouse, looking through binoculars for the Birdman. But the Birdman is nowhere to be found. Yohokas is very disappointed because he came over here looking for the Birdman, and so is Jonah. Jonah says, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know that, that the Birdman was here. Suddenly, Yohopit sees out of the corner of his eye something brown. Hey, that's never been there before. And he notices a door. In middle of the backyard, a door. And this, Joe this happened. This whole thing happened in my dream. Well, that is highly improbable, but wow, I'm impressed. So you, and you'll know how to go. You'll know how to get to, to the right ending. Because there's different endings to this story, depending on the choices you make. Yehupitz and Jonah are in the treehouse, and they see the door. Decision number three. Should they go, should they open the door and go through the door? I don't remember that part of my dream. Yeah. I feel like they shouldn't because because I feel like this might be it might be what happened in my dream if I made that choice. So you don't want them to go through the door? Yeah. Okay. They're not going through the door. Okay. So Yehupitz and Jonah decide together they're not going to go through the door. Now this is two strange occurrences that have happened in, to, on this day to Jonah and Yehupitz. And both times they've decided we're not going to investigate further. Now this whole episode is very unsettling for Jonah. Because uh, he keeps thinking about all these strange things that happened. Later that day, Jonah is uh, in his in his house, and suddenly he's playing Legos. Happens to be, and while he's playing Legos very nicely, uh, a mirror appears in front of him. But it's not a mirror with a frame. It's the air itself becomes like a mirror, and an old face appears in the mirror. And the old face in the mirror says, Jonah, would you do me a favor? Jonah says, of course I'll do you a favor. And the old face says, would you answer a question for me? And if you answer the question correctly, I will give you a treasure. Should Jonah hear the question? Yes. Why? 
because then he could he could sell it to a store and he'll get some money back. Okay. You know, he's, he's always looking he's always looking to monetize that joke. <laughs> then I said the door. Okay. I thought you were going on. So Jonah says, yes, I'd like to hear the question. And the face in the mirror says, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? And Jonah thinks, and he thinks, and he thinks, and he answers. He says, as much wood as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. And the old face in the mirror says, very good. You've answered my question correctly. As your reward, I am going to give you these magic seeds. Oh, I know, this. I know what's going to happen. But I, and I, um, I won't say. You do not know what's going to happen. How do you know what's going to happen? I might, because I have this in my, because I have a dream that's, so far. So you're telling me that you had a dream last night that was this exact story so far? Yeah. How could that be? I have no idea. So if you had a dream, that means that you know what happens next. I don't know what's happening next because I only know this far. And maybe it'll Maybe it'll change. Doesn't it seem highly convenient that the part that you know of the story is the part that I've said of this story? What I'm saying is maybe you had a dream that was similar, and now you're thinking, oh, this is the dream that I had, but it wasn't the exact same story. It must be the exact same story so far. It just seems highly improbable. Yeah. When I think about like the probability of it, of you having a dream that's this exact same story, I think it could happen. That could happen. That could be the case that you had the exact same story. But it seems highly unlikely. Don't you think? It's highly unlikely, but maybe it will change. That's what I was telling you with this entire conversation. Maybe. Okay. So Jonah plants the magic seed immediately. And then suddenly, and suddenly was an interesting thing because Jonah was aware that when you plant seeds, it can take weeks for a flower or anything to bloom because Jonah had planted a Venus flytrap and it had taken six weeks to even see the first green thing. But these magic seeds suddenly sprouted up. And not only did it sprout up a plant, it sprouted up a plant of a magic cow. There was a plant with a cow on it. That didn't happen in my dream. <laughs> that would have been highly improbable. That would have been almost impossible. And the cow says to him. <laughs> magic cow. The magic cow says to him. Jonah, I am a magic cow. I am here to offer you 
a mission. The, the mission is you must find a friend. At some point, you must find a friend. And you must find a grown-up. And you must find an animal. And for each of these three situations, you must make them happier. You must leave them happier than when they met you. Do you accept this mission? If you accept this mission, there will be a treasure for you. If you do not accept this mission, then there will not be a treasure for you. And everything will go back to the way it was. Decision number four, five, I've lost count. Should Jonah accept the mission? Yes. I'm just, now I'm just guessing because. Okay, good. I want to hear your guess at it. Okay, but you told me you tell me the reason why for every decision. Okay, I'll tell you why. Yeah. But speak up. The treasure might be another magic cow. <laughs> that turned into a magic bunny. And then and then he could perform a magic trick. Okay. For his fans. Okay, so Jonah gets very excited about this magic cow and this mission and this mystery treasure, which he has no idea what it is. And it's the next day by now, because a lot of time has passed. So it's Yom Kippur morning, okay? And Jonah very excited about this new development in his life and so he runs to tell his parents about this mission and how they have to do this mission right because there's a mystery treasure so they have to find an animal they have to find a grown-up they have to find a friend and well, they... they don't have to find a grown-up because they are grown-up <laughs> and then <sighs> and then he wants them to do all of these things so that way they get the mystery treasure, right? But his parents are very tired because on Yom Kippur, his parents don't eat food and they don't drink any drinks. And Jonah knows when his dad does not drink any drinks, he does not have any coffee. And when Jonah's dad does not have any coffee, he gets very sluggish. Which means that he's like a slug. Which means that his brain moves very slowly. And Jonah says, listen, I have a magic cow. It's totally a mission. And we have to go find a friend immediately. And his parents say, no, wait. I'm just, it, just, just wait. Just have some patience because I, I can't think straight right now. And I, I want to, I want to spend some time on the porch just praying and making my head feel better and maybe resting a little bit. And Jonah says, no, you don't understand. There's a mystery treasure. We have to complete it. A magic cow I came to me from magic seeds and there was a door and a bird man and you don't understand. There's this whole mystery that's going on here and you're not getting it. Decision number five or number six. Should Jonah wait and until his parents stop being so sluggish like a slug or should Jonah continue on this mystery path and impress upon his parents the importance of 
following well, the mystery. Waiting. Waiting. Why? Because like they need some time. <laughs> you fell off the chair. <laughs> Am I hypnotizing you with this story? No. Okay. <laughs> you seem you seem locked in and sluggish yourself. Um, okay. So Jonah says, "Okay, it's very important that we do this mission, but my parents need some time, so I'm going to play in the backyard, or I'm going to read a book." And he decides to do that. And then about a half hour later, his parents say, "Okay, thank you, Jonah." You have really shown a lot of patience, and we're so pleased with you that you let us have our time. Um, and now we're going to go to a friend's house because we've set up a play date for you today. And Jonah thinks in the back of his mind, Aha! I have made a grown-up happier than when I first met them. That is the first prong of my mission. Complete! And then Jonah goes to the friend and he is walking in the friend's, to the friend's house and the friend and him, this is the same friend, by the way, that had, this is Yohukas, that's right, are building Legos. And Jonah is building a boat that is also a spaceship. That has three engines with nuclear capabilities. And when it goes underwater, there's a whole shell that's retractable that can turn the whole boat into a submarine. So it's like a nuclear submarine. And his friend is building an airplane that can break the speed of sound. Like a, like that's how... It would be. And the two of them are building these Legos side by side, having a great time. When suddenly, Yehukitz notices that there's one engine left in the box of Legos. And they each need an engine. Jonah needs the engine, and Yehukitz needs the engine. And Jonah knows that if he gets the engine on this nuclear submarine... It will be the most powerful nuclear submarine ever created, and it can break the speed of light and time travel. And so, should Jonah build this time travel machine with the last engine, or should he let his friend finish his speed of sound plane? Let his friend... Why? He'll literally finish the plane. He'll literally finish the plane without the plane. What does that mean? He'll, he'll finish? finish. He'll finish the journey with the plane because he'll make his friend happier. And Jonah says, thinks in his mind, and he thinks, hmm, it would make my friend happier if he got the engine. So he lets his friend get the engine. And his friend builds this airplane that can break the speed of sound. And they're so excited. And Jonah thinks, yes, that's two. Now there's only one mission remaining. 
And so he goes home. And at home, his parents are asleep. They're taking a nap. And Jonah is downstairs playing while his parents are sleeping. And he's very interested in the game that he's playing. He's very focused because he notices in the game that he's playing with his Legos that there are floating pumpkin heads appearing all before him. Another magical appearance. He also hears, in the back of his mind, he hears a little meowing because Jonah's cat is by the door and maybe wants to come into the house or maybe wants to go out of the house. He's not sure because all he hears is the meowing. It could be either or. But then again, there are these pumpkin heads, these magical pumpkin heads in front of him that he's building that require attention. And so Jonah's faced with another decision in his life. Should he engage with and talk to the magical floating pumpkin heads and see what they want? Or should he investigate the meowing? Which investigation should Jonah do? Mm, I would say investigation now because, um, because they're in the air. Look. Animals, air. animals do need air. And yeah. what if he... he it means what if the cat needs to to go to to go to go outside to to food for feet. Right. And so Jonah thinks, Well, that's my cat and that's my responsibility to make sure that the cat's happy. I'm gonna go I'll I'll leave these magical floating pumpkins as mysterious as they are. And I will go to my cat. Well then, oh, actually, I'm actually I made the right choice without even knowing, because then it'll make the animal happy. And the cat's so happy to be let out, and to run outside to pee and poop. And Jonah thinks, amazing. Hold on, I've made a grown-up happier, because when they told me to wait. I decided to read a book or play in the backyard. I made my friend happier because I let him have the last Lego. And I made the animal happier because I listened to the animal's needs when I was playing. And I took some time out of my playing time to take care of my animal. And just as Jonah was thinking all these thoughts, suddenly a giant, giant metal man appeared in his driveway. And the metal man was made out of iron and made a creaking sound when he walked. And Jonah was afraid. He had never seen an Iron Man, except in the comics of the Iron Man called Iron Man. But this was a different Iron Man. Jonah knew, even without meeting the Iron Man. And the Iron Man said, Jonah, you have completed the magic cow's mission. I am a messenger here to deliver you a message. And that is why they call me a messenger. Because I have a message manner. I have good manners when I deliver my messages. Jonah said, what's the message? What's the message? And the Iron Man said, because you have completed your mission. Hey, why do you spit in my face? said Jonah, 
And the Iron Man said, oh, I'm sorry. Sometimes my mask gets in the way and I spit. Here's the message. I'll stand further back. Because you have completed your mission successfully and exercised patience and sharing and caring for animals, you will get the endless Lego treasure, which is a box of Legos that never ends and will filled with all Lego pieces, including gold-encrusted Lego pieces to build the greatest Lego castle in the world. And Jonah was happy. And he called the Huppets, and together they played Legos forever. The end. I knew I was, I made the right choices, I knew it, I knew it. You did it. You guided Jonah to the treasure. What dance is this year? Choose your own adventure dance? Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when it goes to a good ending. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I get a little tired after that. You need some water. That was an exhausting adventure. I mean, there was a there was a lot of twists and turns there. I gotta say, this had a better ending than the last Choose Your Own Adventure story that we did, where with the flying bicycle, where the kid had the choice of whether he should uh, take the steal the money, and then he stole the money, and then wound up in jail. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't even do the dance. I didn't even do the dance at the last two ones. Yeah, because, like, what dance would you do for if your main character winds up in jail for the rest of his life? Yeah. <laughs> is that the jail dance, or is that the endless Lego treasure chest dance? That's the good ending dance. Mm. And that's the bad ending dance. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> like, I hate myself. <laughs> because, like, he made the wrong choice, so he has to hate himself because he... Well, I mean, that's interesting, right? Because if you make the wrong choice, you don't have to hate yourself. That's a choice also. You can you choose... But you feel bad for yourself. So it's like, I you... feel bad for myself. Yeah, I mean, so when I make the wrong choice, I do feel... A part of me does feel bad for myself. But also... The, there's another part of me that tries to remind myself to try again. And to fix it. Yeah, I mean, either to fix it or to or to just try again and do better next time. Sometimes you can't fix it, and sometimes you just have to try again. Does that ever... Does that happen to you, Magic 8-Ball? Does what happen? Do, do you make mistakes? Oh, Magic 8-Ball. Do, do you feel bad for yourself after you make wrong choice yes yeah like because and i tell you i think it happened i think every single person when they make the wrong choice they do feel bad yeah even magic eight balls but what is the right choice to do after you realize you made a mistake uh, well what is the right choice to fix it well okay Yes, you, it, it's great if you can fix it, but even if you can't fix it, you should you choose to 
feel bad about yourself and you know focus on the mistake that you made or should you think to yourself hey you know what i realize i made a mistake i'm sorry i made the mistake and i'll do better next time that's what i think number two right and that is a choice that that a person can make that's like by the way that's like the story of jonah right where jonah makes an not not the jonah with the Magic cow and the yeah. Birdman Jonah. Yeah. The Jonah. I was trying to make a twist like that. <laughs> it's the Jonah with the with the whale. Who's with a, the fish. With who's not a fish. The whale who is a fish, and who's that Jonah a makes fish. a mistake too, right? And in that story, you know what Jonah does? He tries to fix it. He tries again. Yeah. Tries again and tries to fix it. Tries again. Yeah. I think, you know, when, when we make mistakes, I think the, an important thing to remember when you make mistakes is that every single human being on the planet <laughs> makes mistakes. Yeah, that's true. That's actually true. Look, look around. Do you see other human beings in this room? Uh, no. Only the magic eight ball. What am I, chopped liver? <laughs> you don't see any other human being in this room? Uh, no, I see, I was talking, I thought you were talking about you and me. Oh, okay, so no. The only other guy that makes a mistake is the, is the magic hate ball. Yeah. Because it said yes. Right. Instead of making About the sky being blue. Yes. So I was saying, look at the other human being in this room. I'm a human being, I think. Mm -hmm. Am I a human being? Should I drop the hot what, take what, of all? <laughs> what, what time you actually drop the hot take that you actually came to Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. I remember we did an episode on kangaroos, though. Yeah, I said I was a kangaroo? You, you said maybe he's a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a kangaroo. Yeah, you were just making a little joke. I'm either a camel or a raccoon. Those are... Those or are, a human. Or a human, right. Um, what I'm saying is, I am a human and I make mistakes. That's that's the point that I was getting at, right? Because all human beings make mistakes. That And that, Sonny, this is so great because that is the lesson of Yom Kippur, right? Where it's all about, you know, how do we, what do we do after we make mistakes? Are you done? You've moved on to the magnetile section of the room. To me, that's a sign. Magic 8-Ball, is Sonny done with the podcast? No, I'm not. Oh, he's not? Uh, the Magic 8-Ball says, you may rely on it. Is yeah. the Magic 8-Ball, that, is that another mistake? Yeah. <laughs> because I was just I was just thinking about, about, I'm getting a little bored about this subject. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You know, but so you, I just thinking about all this do you, stuff. You know that I love to talk about mistakes, though, right? Yeah. Well, actually, I have a story for today. Oh, go ahead. I love, I'm so excited. But speak up, speak up, because the okay. audio is the audio is getting uh, getting poor. Maybe we need a, a, a microphone okay. to fix. Okay. Okay. All right, Sunny Bunk Bed, hit me. One day. This is called. 
Um, what is that name again? Um, should I come up with a name? Pinky. Come up with a boy's name. Uh, Pinky. That's not a boy's name. All right. I don't like a boy's name. Um, all right. Um, Gerald. Okay. Once there was a boy named Gerald. Okay. He was orphan. Okay, sad. This story is called... Something Poil. I don't know. I forget the real name of him, but we'll call it Gerald Poil. Okay, Gerald Prayer. So he was orphan. He didn't know how 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 to read, but he lived with Web Mail. Okay. And, and on the day of Yom Kippur, he asked Web Web Mail if he could go to school. And he said, no, you have to, you have to, not milk the cows, feed the cows. Okay. So, he did it for the mayor, said, because he didn't even know how to, how to, like, speak Hebrew. So. But, eh. So, they, he was feeding the cows, and then he saw this little flute that he made a long, long time ago, when he first got to a mail. And, and it was white when the sun set in. But, and when mail was thinking about how many dollars will it make if I, if I sell peanuts and his son was thinking about um like trips like if i go to arizona how much money will it cost and how and how and what will it be worth and but he kept on doffing when when the sun was set for a long time, and then, oh, I remember the, I remember the name, Yassel, Yassel, the orphan boy, picked up his flute, and he said to God, I, I can't read Hebrew, so, so I'll just sing you a little tune that I made for me, for myself, for, for myself on, on a little simple flute. And right when it reached Shimon, the rabbi stopped. Can I tell you why? Why? Everybody wasn't thinking about the darling. So that's why they stopped. He, he kept on going. And then when, the, when it reached Shemayim, Yassel's the player on the, on the little simple flute, when it reached Hermione, it opened the gate and let the dogling in when when they weren't thinking about it. Because he really meant it? Because Yasha really meant it. That's so beautiful. But Red Mayo didn't know why that happened because he wasn't with Yasha. 
so he was like, why did you keep on going after the sunset? And and said, some people weren't godly from their heart. And I had to kept keep on going. But then a little a little tune from a little simple flute what in when when they were when those people weren't thinking about the other stuff when they were thinking about darling, he opened Shemai, the Shemayim doors. And then why do you say he stopped? You stopped because a little, because the gates were open, so it let the darling in. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. And and then when Mayor go, go back to his house, and then he saw in Yussel's hand a little simple flute, and then he let him in to the house for a feast. The end. That touched my heart. That was beautiful. Called Yussel's Prayer. I I got it from Lorda Boy. She had a a little a book that it's called Yussel's Prayer. You could you could you might be able to it's a very old book and you might be able to get it on Amazon. Thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful. I already told it to mom when we were on a walk in the woods. Before we go, I just wanted to um, I wanted to ask you for forgiveness if I've said anything to hurt your feelings uh, over this past year or on this podcast. Oh, over this past anniversary, like over over the past podcast. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry if I did. I didn't mean to. And I will try not to do so again in the future. And I love you very much. And to any of our listeners, if... If they have... If, if we've... Oh, go ahead. If they've heard the, the story or, ha, or has this story... Please email the author that he did a great job on that story. That would be nice. That would make that would make the author feel good. And also, if we've hurt any of the listeners' feelings, um, we're sorry, and we hope that you forgive us and that you have a wonderful, wonderful year. Also, if the Magic Eight Ball hurt any of them. Feelings. Magic Eight Ball, would you like to ask for forgiveness from the listeners? Huh? Signs point to yes. So the Magic Eight Ball also uh, would like to ask forgiveness. Um, we need a, a privacy boy's name for the Magic Eight Ball, and then yeah. we have to go because we have to go to Home Depot and buy a table. Because just to tell you, if like, like. You might have to pay five dollars 
It's literally an official rule. I know. And then if we broke the rule, we'd have to ask forgiveness on the next episode. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking? Um, what are you thinking? I was thinking something like... Uh, Magic blackers? Magic blackers? Yeah. Okay. Magic blackers. Eight magic blockers, but like the number eight in the block. Like so, it wouldn't be like blockers, but it would be like B L the number eight C K E R S. Like yeah. Blake Blakers, but it would be like the number eight because it's like an air magic eight ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it would look like. I know what you're saying, but you can imagine it. But I'm gonna spell it out as like. Like that. B L eight. Blakers. Blakers. Magic Blakers. <laughs> um Magic Magic Blake Blade Blakers. Blakers. Magic Blakers. Yeah. Seems like the Lakers should do something like that with the number eight. There's a basketball team called the Lakers that Kobe Bryant used to play for, and he wore number eight, and they could do, like, a late curse. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, this was fun. This was fun. I hope you have a very meaningful Yom Kippur, Sunny. Me too. Okay, you want to sign off? Yeah. Bye! Bye-bye! 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 Bye-bye!